Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charla. And I'm back. Thanks so much for taking care of stuff last week, ladies. I listened to the podcast. I learned all about Charla and her likes and dislikes and her Disney story and you guys making fun of me for making my starfish. So (laughs) we're so proud of it, though. We're (laughs) proud of you. (laughs) If you guys didn't see it on our Facebook and Instagram pages, um, if you want to go look at that, Sarah posted a picture of it. And I think it's really cute. She did a good job. I didn't put it on Instagram. I think I just put it on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, But yes, no, it's very cute. I had a very good time. So. Well, we missed you and we're happy that you're home. Quiet around here. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing when one of us leaves, how quiet the rest of us get. It's so quiet. Like the other two, just all of a sudden we don't talk anymore. Yeah, I know. It's so bizarre. (laughs) It's very funny. But but we have something really to look forward to because this time next week we are going to be packing and recording because we are all going to Disneyland. So, yay. And I'm so excited because it's, Disneyland but uh, also this is the first time the three of us will all be together since we went to Paris last May God, is that true yeah yeah it's true. we've all just been trading off going with one oh. another we're not <laughs> all <coming together. laughs> oh very exciting yeah. and it's basically almost uh on September 5th officially it's almost the one-year anniversary of Disney Park Princess so it's Party. like our it's like our one-year celebration trip in fact yeah. that's the celebration buttons we should get yes. <laughs> I did put that on the reservation that we were celebrating this. So nice, well yeah. done. Um, <laughs> spoiler, I guess. But yeah, spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm so excited that we're all gonna be together and that we're all gonna go to Disneyland and yes. yeah and. and- uh, Go ahead. We've already had a couple of emails from people asking if we can meet up. So I think we're going to try to do just a time probably in Disney Springs. So it's nothing that requires park admission or something. You know, maybe probably a lounge. Knowing us, it'll be a lounge. <laughs> and we'll pick a time, uh, just sort of let people know where we're going to be. If you want to stop by and say hi, grab a drink with us. Um, we would love to see you. So, yeah. it'll, you know, date and time and location to be determined but we'll <laughs> and hopefully we're gonna record some audio while we're there too and yeah we'll, we'll do some videos and uh, instagrams and yeah instagram actually will probably be our biggest form of communication while we're there because it's just very easy to do instagram stories so if you're not following us on instagram please sign up we are at dis park princess on instagram so um but we'll also try to do some facebook lives and things like that while we're there so and if there's anything in particular you want us to be sure to get a photo of or to try to cover send us an email to info at disneyparkprincess.com and let us know hey we'll do our best yeah all right so did i miss anything exciting I don't no. think so. No. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's back to school already for you, right? Right, Charla? Yeah. Yeah. Nora started school yesterday and third grade and she had a great day. So I feel like She's that's so early. Man. Yeah. Well, she gets, see, she gets out later. I remember when Ryan was out of school last yeah. year, I was like, why is he still in school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, but it's um, she had a good day, and yesterday, uh, my husband and I both work at home, and we were like, "It's so quiet here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it take us a few days to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. School here doesn't start for uh, another week and a half or so, so we've got uh, we've got company in the house most of the time right now, but. <laughs> Which is a little bit of a rough re-entry because we were like on vacation and we were like, you know, the three of us all in a room together on a cruise ship. And so there was lots of together time. And then typically you come home and like, okay, you everybody goes to their own corners or whatever. But in this case, this is his one week where he 
doesn't have school and doesn't have camp and doesn't have whatever. And so every morning I wake up and I'm like, you're, you're still here. here? Like, we're <laughs> go somewhere. <laughs> you know, so yeah, luckily sports start next week. So we'll be <laughs> in good shape. <laughs> All right. So let's get started on the news this week. Uh, Heather, I know that uh, you're one of your mom's favorite restaurants has yeah. some big news, right? She's going to be really sad when she listens to this because oh. I don't think she knows yet. Um, Bongo's in Disney Springs is closing. Um, and that is the the restaurant that Gloria Estefan right, owns with yes, her husband. Gloria Estefan. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I had never really eaten here until my mom decided that she loved it. And I've been several times with her and the food is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'm really kind of sad to hear about this, but who knows what's going to go. It's probably going to be another celebrity chef restaurant. Who knows? But Oh, I mean... Uh, that's a sucker bet. <laughs> like, yeah. It's 100% going to be another celebrity chef. <laughs> I mean, that's a, yeah. it's a fairly large space. It's so. huge. And they do, you know, on the weekends, they would have live music in there. Um, did it give an, a closing date? or is it... August August 18th. So, oh, so in wow. a couple, if anybody's Soon. in Disney World, go go to Bongo's. It's really good. You'll like it. Um, I'm kind of sad to hear that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny when they when they close stuff, It they just usually announce it and then like a week or two later it's just done just they don't give much of a, yeah because it doesn't give anybody time to protest and say no we right. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. i'm trying to picture like what the protest of a restaurant closing would look like, you know? <laughs> like well do you remember when they closed uh toad out in disney world and they had the toad in and everybody put on like no, their green I don't shirt this. oh my gosh there was a toad in they called it so everybody wore green t-shirts i don't remember if they were printed for the event or not and people like had a, staged a sit-in in front of toad oh funny <laughs> Uh, which i think is fantastic that's hilarious and now i'm gonna have to google it because you know that's got to be out on youtube somewhere yeah all right i'm all over it uh other big news walt disney world announced that they will be hosting the special olympics in 2022 so that's exciting that's really awesome yeah um all right and then charlie you want to tell us about the parade news for festival of fantasy yeah Festival of Fantasy, get there an hour earlier because until the end of the year, Festival of Fantasy at the Magic Kingdom will be the two o'clock parade instead of the three o'clock parade. Um, so I guess depending on where you are in the park is what time it will actually get to you, but it will <laughs> start at two o'clock and this parade starts in Frontierland. So, yeah. Are they going to have to change somebody- all the t-shirts? You know, yeah. those t-shirts yeah. say, what time is the three o'clock parade? Yeah, but yeah. now if somebody goes and asks a cast member what time the three o'clock parade is, they can actually say, well, it's at two o'clock <laughs> in real time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's varied its times throughout the, the years, but, um, you know, it's, they've never usually said, made it for, you know, this long at two o'clock. Usually it's yeah. kind of just daily yeah. schedule mm-hmm. might change. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it will revert to three o'clock in January of 2020. So this is not I a permanent change. I wonder why they're change. doing this. You know, like, why just for the end of the year they are changing that up? But I didn't I hear that. I don't know. Does there Disney be... do anything? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a good question. Just because. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back out at Disneyland. Heather, did you hear about this? Something oh, no. about, like, the Matterhorn had an avalanche. <gasps> I did. Oh? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't laugh. What happened? No, I did not hear. (laughs) Yeah, so last week while I was on the cruise, I woke up and I was sort of scrolling through Facebook and I saw this headline and it made me, at first I gasped and then I read the article and it made me laugh a little bit because it's not as dramatic as it sounds. But literally 
in the early morning before prior to park opening, um, like an entire section of rock work on one side of the Matterhorn just yes. slid right off, just just fell right off, <laughs> just came right <laughs> off and onto the tracks. And so for that day, and I, I don't know for how many days after, they, they were only running one of the tracks of the Matterhorn. But this is what I love about Disney is like an entire chunk of the ride falls off and Disneyland just goes, yeah, we'll just run one track. Like it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> It definitely what it wasn't big news out here because it didn't make it onto the actual news. Usually, if something big like that happens, they would. So they're right. just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, no one cares. Like in Disney World, that would have been like a week long closure. Like the whole ride would have been yeah. shut down. There would have been like a massive. Like Disneyland's just like, man, we'll just run one track. It's fine. You know, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and then last but not least, we have some limited time magic coming to some of the deluxe resorts, which is always fun. Um, and Heather, you were saying this is something they already do out at Disneyland, where characters appear at the resorts? Yeah, it's actually one of the perks of staying at one of the Disney resorts out here, because you know they're so expensive, is there are characters that just wander through the lobby and the grounds at any given time. I mean, I've run into Goofy at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, in fact, the last time I was staying at the Grand Californian, I had Copley with me, and Pluto was in the lobby, and there's no line. They're just kind of hanging out, and Pluto and Copley had a trick off. And so <laughs> one would sit, the other would sit. One rolled over the other would roll over so, I mean they're just <laughs> they're great. just wandering around hanging out and that has been an always thing at Disneyland yep. hotels yeah well, Go- Goofy um got in my way of or was it Chip and Dale I think it was Chip and Dale got in my way of checking in one time at the Disneyland <laughs> um, so that was that was a lot of fun they were like no you can't check in and you know it was it was a blast oh, yeah and I hope Disney World does it like Disneyland does where it's not just oh we're gonna set them up over here and you can go take a picture with them they're really just wandering around and they're uh-huh. having fun with you and interacting it is not a set meet and greet time you're not gonna find a schedule but you actually get to play with the characters yeah. as opposed to taking a picture and going on your way so that seems to be what the press release indicates it is not set times it's a limited time magic thing so you'll just have to stumble across them but there are general areas for some characters that you'll find for example Mary Poppins at the Grand Florida will be in front of her sort of near her topiary Mm -hmm. um alice and the mad hatter will be over at the tea party playground you know water play area um you know so some of them do have sort of areas you know but uh, so at wilderness lodge and contemporary it's chip and dale at the polynesian it's mickey minnie lilo and stitch at yacht and beach club it's daisy minnie donald and goofy at the Grand Floridian, it's Grand Floridian has a bunch. It's Pooh, Tigger, Mary Poppins, Alice, and the Mad Hatter. And then at Boardwalk, it's Daisy, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy again. That's so fun. that's yeah. cute. Yeah. So Charlotte, we'll have to keep an eye out for them at the Contemporary yes. next yes. month on our trip. Yeah, I know. That was fun. Oh, all right. So that is it for the news this week. On to our topic. Our topic is listener questions. We love it when you Yay. guys send in your questions. Um, you can post them on our Facebook page. You can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can send us a Facebook message. You can hit us up on Instagram, however you get us the questions. We're happy to hear from you. Smoke, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Telegram, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my, I would be so excited if I got a telegram. That would be fun. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's get started. Who wants to read our first question? I will read it. Okay. Okay. Hi, ladies. I love listening to your podcast, and thank you so much for all your tips and info. I have a question about the extra, extra magic hours. With three out of the four parks opening up earlier, do you think that the resort's club-level lounges will be opening up earlier in the morning to accommodate the guests staying club-level? 
one of the many reasons we pay extra at a state club level is for the quick and easy breakfast every morning. It's nice they've been opening it up at 6.30 a.m. for coffee, but it seems like we should have left already by then or at least be on the way out to a park in order to make the most of the new hours. Looking forward to hearing what you might know about this. Thank you, Linda. Well, Linda, that is a very good question. And we also, one of the reasons that we love club level is because of the early breakfasts that they have. Um, and the answer from my perspective is I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I would think that they would have something out. It, even if they don't have the full breakfast, like the hot breakfast that sometimes they have out, um, like the the grits or the oatmeal, or sometimes they have eggs, they will at least have pastries out. Um, have you guys heard anything about this? I haven't heard anything official, and I actually called to see if I could get an answer on this one for a client recently, and they weren't committing to anything. Yeah. But they did remind me that most club levels do actually kind of have 24-hour access. There's usually a door that is left open um, to the club level lounge so that you can access, um, you know, sort of limited 24-hour offerings. Um, they seem to hint that there may be sort of like a continental, like a really light continental breakfast, like the coffee might be up earlier, like Charlotte said, maybe a pastry or two, but I, I couldn't get anybody to commit to that. Um, I don't think that they will be doing the usual full breakfast setup any earlier. I think those hours are, and, and it's because of staffing. Um, yeah. So they only have staffing at certain hours. And I don't think that knowing Disney as well as they do, I don't think they're going to be paying extra <laughs> payroll <laughs> to set up the breakfast any earlier. Yeah. Um, but it's usually, you can usually find someone around even earlier in the morning. So you can always ask if there are any other options. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, most restaurants are not open at 6.30 a.m. So um, I don't think you're really going to find a lounge that's open that yeah. early either. So um, I would say go in at you know, go get your coffee and whatever you can find a piece of fruit or a pastry and then go to the park. And then you can always come back for breakfast after that, especially if you're staying at like, um, boardwalk or beach club, somewhere close to Disney's Hollywood studios where you'll want to be that early. So, yeah. Or three of the four parks, but you know, just depending on where you are that day, you come back. Yeah. That's my suspicion. I think they're banking on a lot of families doing that, going out, spending a couple hours in the park, coming back for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and a I nap guess. because that's really early to be in a theme park. It's early, <laughs> and yet we'll people do it. We'll be I mean, I probably will do it. But <laughs> as much as as I'll much as it. I hate getting up early, I will be doing that. Um, yeah, for for going into Galaxy's Edge in September. So. Yeah, well, you're staying with a couple of early birds, so <laughs> I, I, I know I always and. Melissa's an early bird. You guys are early birds. Yep. Be, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm well aware of my lot in life. <laughs> We're making her power walk through California Adventure next week, and we can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I usually don't get up early, but I but I don't mind power walking ever. So you're not terrible. I mean, you're not bad. Like some people are really some people who shall remain nameless, um, but who also work in our travel agency and who may or may not listen to the podcast. So you know who you are if you're listening. Um, some people are really not morning people. Like yeah. some people really have a very difficult time with it. You're not bad. You're, you're yeah. you really are. You're pretty, you know, resigned <laughs> once, to your once life. Once I'm up, I'm up. 
it's yeah. it's getting me up that is yeah. the hard part but I like <laughs> to stay up late and I don't like to get up early so <laughs> so there you have it yeah meanwhile Heather and I are like is it nine o'clock oh my god it's bedtime <laughs> pretty much I'm like but eight yeah. o'clock can anybody want to go lay down yeah should we go like, PJs is it PJ time yeah come on <laughs> it's always PJ time well yeah true very true yeah. All right, Heather, why don't you read the next one? Okay, our next question is from Jessica. She says, hi, ladies. I'm a weekly listener with my son on the way to work for me and school for him. A few weeks back, you answered my rider switch question, and we thank you. It was very cute as my son asked if I wrote you while you read it. Since I didn't use his name, I was surprised he knew it was me. <laughs> Too funny. Kids and always know. They know everything. They know everything. <laughs> um, okay, she goes on to say, well, this week I need undercover help as he can't know until after our trip okay well Better... now that we've read the email it might the, the, the jake no, might be up we're good we're good oh it was back in june perfect yeah we're good we're okay. good okay okay oh my goodness phew i got really nervous i was gonna tell charlotte it's quick cut i'll edit start it, over edit it. <laughs> i wouldn't have she... put it in i wouldn't have put it in if i had if i had <laughs> She said, we head to the world from June 2nd to 8th, and my parents just told my husband and I that they will be in Orlando coming to join us one day at the parks, but want to surprise my son, mainly the six-year-old. So I'm looking for how to reveal their presence to my son. Any ideas? The only ones I keep coming up with, I don't know how to execute exactly, or they seem time-consuming with a lot of prep. Have a photo pass person push our families together for a photo. Have us Skype them when we get to the park and see how long it takes them to figure it out based on their background. Um, maybe a scavenger hunt with them as the treasure. I thought you may enjoy this idea and I and thought I should email for your input. Again, please do not talk about this <laughs> on the podcast until after June 8th, as apparently my son can figure out it's me writing in. I hope you all have an idea or can let me know which one you would think would work best. I look forward to hearing your input. I will try to remember to email you after to let you know how it all went. So first, <laughs> since it's after June 8th, Jessica, what did you do? We want to know. We want to know. How, we want to know what go. you went with, how it worked out. Um, but otherwise, what are some of the ideas that you guys, have you ever surprised anybody in the parks? My husband surprised me one time. Yeah. Me too. My, mine too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nobody's I was ever surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was there. Yeah. Um, I was there, uh, by my, by myself and I went, it was before I started this job is when I had my, my old job and, I was talking, you know, thinking about leaving and doing something with Disney and I wasn't sure what. And so I was just going to go by myself and see what kind of antics I could get into. And my husband called me the next morning and said, there's a magical moment for you at guest services. I called and arranged it. And um, so anyway, so I showed up at guest services about 20 minutes later and he was there. And Aww. yeah, I didn't know he was coming. I thought maybe he had ordered flowers or something like that. You know, um, I knew he had arranged something when he said there's a magical moment. And um, yeah, so he, sh he showed up and spent the rest of the weekend there with me. And that was, that was a lot of fun. It was because the reason he wasn't going was because he was, he's had to work and all that. So he, he got it figured out, but Aww. it was really, yeah, it was that's so sweet. We love Lou. 
That's a yeah. good one. All right. Well, Sean's about to make husbands everywhere mad when you hear this story. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, that's not unusual for Sean. So I actually was surprised with, there's a company called Gifts of a Lifetime, and I'm not sure if they still exist or not, but they organize scavenger hunts and special events in the parks. And my husband surprised me with a vow renewal in the parks and it was a whole scavenger hunt. So somebody, we were in the parks and literally somebody walked up to me and handed me a clue and I had to figure out the clue to go on the ride. And then after I got off the ride, somebody else would just walk up to me and hand me the next clue. And it was like two or three attractions or whatever. And then they ended up by the wishing well um, by the castle and he reproposed and all of this, by the way, is caught on film. Um, they have a photographer that was taking pictures Aww. the whole time. And, uh, and then we had a quick little vow renewal, unofficial vow renewal ceremony in the Rose Garden. So. Very sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. I love <laughs> yeah. that. I still have the clues. I kept all the clues. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and the I forget it was like the last clue was by Pinocchio's village house. And it was like wood. Something about wood is, you know, a common theme in Pinocchio or whatever. And what I want to know is, would you marry me? Oh, yeah. so sweet. <laughs> I know. It was I so love funny. that. This was so <laughs> a long time ago. This was before smartphones. So I can't even like text you pictures or anything because this was probably like 15 years ago or something yeah. like that. So yeah, longer than that, actually, seven, maybe 17 years ago. So how long have I been married? Yeah, probably 17 years ago. So yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's great. So yeah. I like the scavenger hunt idea, but I think in terms of execution, Sharla, I mean, Lou nailed that because yeah. easy, effective. Massive surprise, minimal effort. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, it was funny because he had this huge backpack on his back, but that was his clothes for the weekend. He wasn't, <laughs> you know, he wasn't on the reservation. So he had this huge backpack. <laughs> and so he goes through security and he's there taking all his clothes out. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry. I don't. And so we ended up, uh, we ended up putting it in a locker, but you know, he wanted to come in there first, but it was pretty funny. So um, but yeah, Jessica, we would love to hear what you did. I know that one of us answered you um, before with some ideas, but um, I didn't find that email. So Another good idea might be making a dining reservation and just having, you know, your grandparents yeah. get there first and then you walk up to the table and, oh, they, you know, yeah. you let the cast members know and they, they play along with you and then mm -hmm. you sit down and all of a sudden grandma and grandpa are there at the table waiting. That's yeah. a good, easy that's, idea. That's a and you get one. breakfast too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even, I mean, I feel like the hotel is a more, uh, you have more control of your environment sort of at the hotel sometimes. So, you know, I don't know. I would, pro I would probably try to do it there rather than in the parks, but I get it. I, the parks, you know, it's magical, magical, yeah. magical moment. All right. So Jessica, you have, you have to email us now and tell us how it went. <laughs> <laughs> dying to know jessica right. if we hear back from you we will put it on next week's show without doing any other listener questions or anything we'll just put that at the beginning so yeah. just because i'm sure all the listeners want to know now. no too. everybody wants to know yeah <laughs> yeah all right so who wants to read the next one you do i do all right so this is from frozen flamingo on instagram what is the best way to compare travel pricing options we're Florida residents and a family of six. Any secrets? Well, Heather, you wrote a blog post all about this this week. I was just going to say, use a travel agent. <laughs> use a tra that is the single yep. easiest thing you could do because you don't have to do any of the work and we do it all for you. Every time a client wants to book a vacation, whether they're Florida res residents or not, 
we are comparing every single offer that is available that would work for their reservation to find them. Sometimes it's free dining, sometimes it's a room discount. It's, you know, if you have an annual pass discount, maybe that's better. You don't know. So we're comparing yeah. all of them. Yep. And a family of six, you're going to need either a family suite or a villa or two rooms. So sometimes, like if you're looking at a value resort, sometimes two rooms is cheaper than one family suite. Yep. Um, depending on what, you know, how many, uh, how old the children are and if you're getting dining and all that stuff. So again, we compare everything and we always say option A, two rooms, option B, one suite or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, but you know, villas are a great way to, to go for a large family. Cause then you're guaranteed to be together. Um, so, and I'll, you'll have a lot more space and a full kitchen. And a washer dryer, which is Oh, it's so fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like not a big deal, but when you have it, you realize how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done laundry in a villa just before I've come home, just so I don't have to yeah, do it when I get home. you don't have to do it when you get home. Yeah. 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 Laundry is always more magical in Disney. A lot less fun when you've <laughs> gotten home. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're packing up the last night anyway. Might as well throw some laundry in. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Charlotte, why don't you read the next question? All right. Um, This question is from Randy. Hello, team. My wife and I and maybe two friends will be spending three days at Disneyland in January. We're staying DVC at the Grand Californian. Really good choice. That's where we're staying next week. Um, He says, figure day one, downtown Disney. Days two to four in the parks. Day five, heading home. So we are anticipating one day for each park and one day for Galaxy's Edge. And uh, he asks us if we when we know a little bit more about it if we can do a podcast on such things so um yes first of all randy uh next week we're our topic is going to be how to plan for a disneyland trip versus a disney world trip so that will cover part of it we don't know too much about galaxy's edge yet personally because we have not been so we're yeah. going next week too so more to come on that yeah. but we uh, do know that we can now and in fact this just happened like last week or right before I left, I think, um, that you can book Oga's Cantina and what is it, the droid building thing or something on Advance? Savvy's um, Workshop. Or Savvy's no, Works. That's the yeah. lightsaber. I don't know what the droid thing is. Yeah, but you, you can book a couple of the star- the Galaxy's Edge experiences um, online now already. Yes. 14 days in advance, right. not before. Right. Only two weeks out. Yeah, that's good, good to know too. So, um, Heather for was Disneyland, 14 days in advance for Disneyland. Yeah. For yes. Walt Disney World, it's different. Yeah. yeah. So Heather was wonderful and got us a uh, reservation for Ogus. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got Ogus Cantina. We're really excited about that. Um, and you know, it's really not that hard. Disneyland's very different than Disney World. So even though you know Galaxy's Edge has been super popular out here, I just on a whim the other day logged on to the Disneyland website. There was, I mean, not much availability, but I was, I managed to find at least one reservation time for each day of our stay. Some of them were really early in the morning. Some of them are late at night, but you know, it, chances are you're going to, you're definitely going to be able to find a reservation. Just make sure you're, you know, you're ready to go at 14 days out. And that's yeah. not 14 days before your trip. That is 14 days before the day you want the reservation. Yeah. That's so maybe start looking on day two. Or day one, if you want to be a little bit more flexible, um, you know, instead of day one doing downtown Disney, maybe you'll do Galaxy's Edge on day one. But just be flexible with with your plans, I think, for something like this. Yeah. 
but we will talk more about um, galaxies that we know more and, and then the planning next week. So, yeah. All right, Heather, how about this next one? Uh, yeah, this one's all you all day long, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> This next one is from Heidi, and she says, Hi, ladies. I love listening to your podcast. My family, which is, consists of a husband and three kids aged eight, four, and one, and I just returned from a Disney vacation staying at the Polynesian for the first time. Oh, congratulations. I love the Polynesian. <laughs> we go to Disney World at least annually for the last four years, and are considering the Disney Vacation Club. We have a few questions about how it works and we're hoping you could help us out as I seem to remember, remember Heather saying she has multiple DVC contracts. Um, so there's quite a few questions here and I'm just gonna go one by one with them. Uh, the first she asks, can you buy DVC at resorts other than those listed on the DVC website? The answer is yes and no. Um, the ones listed for sale on the Disney Vacation Club website are the only ones that are for sale through Disney. Those are official contracts and those are the only properties that have openings. If you are interested in buying a contract at a property that is no longer for sale, you know, maybe it's the Beach Club Villas, the Boardwalk Villas, Saratoga Springs, whatever it may be, um, you would have to purchase that contract through resale. Um, and there's a lot of benefits through pur purchasing a resale contract, which would be through a third party real estate agent. It would not be through Disney, um, but there's a lot of disadvantages and I don't really recommend it. The most important thing to know when buying a resale contract is that Disney just instituted rules. And if you're buying a DVC resale contract through a third party vendor, you can no longer use your, your points to trade out to RCI, to Disney Cruise Line, to Adventures by Disney. And you think, well, maybe I, I, I won't do that. I'm only going to go to Disney World. But you have this contract for 50 years. So at some point, you may want to visit somewhere else in the world. Or you may, if you want to come to Disneyland, there's only currently one DVC property here. It's very small. And unless you own your contract there, you're, it's almost guaranteed you will not get a reservation at the villas here. So you would have to trade out, Disney calls it, and stay at either the Disneyland Hotel or the Grand Californian Hotel. Um, and if you do not purchase your contract through Disney, you cannot do that. Um, so it, it, it kind of, there's a lot more red tape and, um, and things that you cannot do if you don't purchase your contract from Disney. So um, you really kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of that for yourself and your family so you can decide where you want to buy it from. Then she asks, if you have a contract at more than one Disney resort, can points from the separate contracts be combined? For example, if you own points at Kadani Village and Polynesian, can your rollover points from Polynesian be used at Kadani? Yes, you can use your points. I have three contracts and I use my points at all different hotels that you don't need to use them at whatever hotel they belong to. The, the benefit of owning at different locations is your home resort where you own your contracts, you can book a reservation 11 months in advance. Resorts that you do not own a contract at, you can only book seven months in advance. So I have I, one of my contracts is at Aulani. I can book that reservation 11 months. Um, but I can also use those points 
to book at Beach Club if I wanted to. I just can't book at Beach Club until se seven months in advance. So yes, you can, they're not really combined, but you can use them all at, at different resorts. And you can also, you know, if you only have X amount of points in the Polynesian and then X amount of points in Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can use your points from the Polynesian first and then finish up the reservation with points from Animal Kingdom Lodge. So it's super flexible. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really flexible. It's just, um, you know, the thing to keep in mind is that 11-month window versus seven months. That's cool. Okay. Okay. She says, if you own more than one contract, can you book 11 months in, in advance at each of those sites? Yes, but only using your points from that resort. So using your two resorts, if you have a contract at the Polynesian and one at Kadani Village, if you want to stay at Kadani Village, you have to use those points, your Animal Kingdom points, to stay at Kadani Village at 11 months out. And then if you need to, you can fill in the rest from the Polynesian contract, but that the majority has to come from your Animal Kingdom contract, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's very flexible. It's really not at all that complicated. You just have to keep in mind your booking windows. Um, but yeah, the, the benefit to owning multiple contracts is that you have multiple home resorts, which means you have more of an opportunity to book earlier at multiples. Um, but then also just make sure you pay attention to the annual dues at each site. They're all different prices. So that's a, another expense to consider. And then she says, thank you so much. I love listening to your podcast. We have a fair amount of experience with Walt Disney World, but your podcast helped me learns, helps me learn and love more of what Disney has to offer. Oh, thank you, okay. Heidi. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. We've got the next one from Dawn. And Dawn says, well, my triple graduate birth anniversary trip. I can't believe I got that right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is just days away, and we've spoken to the guest services at Victoria and Albert's, and we're excited for our 20th anniversary dinner. However, I was just speaking with a friend at work whose nephew just ate there last week and spent $1,200 for two people. He's doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little freaked out by that huge price tag, and my friend is going to reach out to her nephew to see what they did in addition to the meal, if anything. Oh, oh. Oh, there was he anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I realized the meal is $235 per person, but we won't be ordering the wine pairings. How much can I actually expect to pay for the total meal just the way it is without any add-ons? Will it be anywhere close to that $1,200 bill? My husband, who is not a foodie, will kick my butt. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Okay. So, and uh, Dawn, I answered by email. So she already has this answer, but this is just for anybody else who's listening. Um, for $1,200, he was probably doing maybe a chef's table or one of the queen's room meals. He was definitely doing wine pairings as well as any other pairing he could probably get his hands on. Um, yeah, th there was absolutely extra things going on. So if all you're doing is eating the meal, you're not doing any wine pairings, then you should expect to spend pretty much what you paid and maybe a little bit extra, you know, certainly gratuity and things like that add on to it. If you order a glass of wine, that's going to add on to it. But if you're not doing any of the special things, then no, it is not going to be $1,200. You will be <laughs> Yeah. I think he definitely was probably at the chef's table because there's what, now there's three separate dining areas yes. at Victoria and Albert's. Yes. And then obviously you can choose to add on wine pairings for each course. And then I think what a lot of people don't realize is there's 
depending on where you sit between five and 12 courses. So you have a few choices in each course, but then there's also two or three additional options for each course that you can choose if it looks appealing to you, but they are an upcharge. So one time I went and it was, oh my gosh, this Wagyu beef that was oh, the most incredible thing I've ever eaten, but that was an extra $50 per person for that particular course if you wanted to choose that option. So you can certainly rack up a bill there if you wanted to. I want to go with you. You should come with me. Yeah, but yeah, and you can, but you don't have to. Is exactly. Point. It's yeah. choices all around. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right. And Heather, I'm going to bump this one back to you too because. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. So um, I don't know who this is from um oh, have a name uh, yes i can uh, you read it and i'll pull up the name okay it says we are planning a trip to aulani in the new year Woohoo! congratulations do you re recommend a better time than others to visit we are from canada and i heard that u.s schools have a week off in february that we may want to avoid any helpful tips would be so appreciated um well I'm super excited to answer this. I actually already did answer it by email, but just so everybody else out there knows, I'm going to Aulani in about 18 days. So I'm really excited. This will be my third visit back there. So there are some really good times and some not so good times to visit Aulani. Um, it's never really overcrowded. It is a hotel, it's not a theme park. So there is only X amount of people that can be at the resort. So you're never going to feel so overwhelmed by people. Um, but things to keep in mind, yes, there is some schools have a February break here in the United States. It's usually somewhere around President's Day, which is, you know, the, the third week in February, um, but not all schools have that. But the most important thing to keep in mind for any trip to Hawaii, whether it's to Aulani or another island, is that they have a rainy season. So anywhere from November through April, which you know a lot of the, the country would consider winter, Hawaii considers their rainy season. And it is not unusual for it to rain three or four hours a day. Um, so that's something you definitely want to consider if you're going to a beach vacation. Um, my personal favorite times to visit Aulani are what they call the shoulder season in the travel industry, which is not just before and after the high seasons. So I like to go in May and September because the weather is gorgeous. It's really not crowded at all. Um, and you, you feel like you have the place to yourself. Love it. Awesome. And this, this email was from uh, Andrea. So thank you for that, Andrea. Someday I'll get there. Oh, it's so Someday. beautiful. 18 days. I mean, you could just stay on after Disneyland and come right with us. It's not far from California. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking is that maybe I would just, you know, go with you. But I don't just, see why uh, not. Have a flight. Yep. We'll just, we'll just bunk in at your house for a few days. And then <laughs> grab a flight. Yeah. yeah if, only. if only. If oh, only. All right. So that does it for our listener questions. If you'd like us to answer your question on an upcoming podcast, as I mentioned, you can reach us at info at disneyparkprincess.com or via Facebook or Instagram, smoke signal, telegram, you name it. We're here. <laughs> Let us know your questions. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking about the differences between planning a Disneyland and a Walt Disney World trip because people, if 
if you are a Disney World expert, so it means nothing. <laughs> it's Disneyland. <laughs> it is a completely, it is a horse of a different color. Let's just put it that way. So we're going to be talking about some of the major differences um, and what to expect. So if you are a first time visitor to either one of these places. So that's it. Uh, for our Patreon extra this week, um, we are going to be talking about... I don't know. I didn't get that far. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. We'll figure it out. Um, I guess we'll talk a little, let's talk a little bit more about my cruise and some of the major differences, because there were some glaring differences this week between celebrity and Disney cruise line. So we'll get a little bit into that. um, And, you know, we'll, 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 you know, some, some secrets from the cruise. We'll get into all of that. And that is for our Patreon supporters. Um, thank you so much to all of you. You are helping to fund our projects going forward. We appreciate you. If you'd like to help support us, you can join us at the two, five or $10 a month level at patreon.com slash Disney park princess. So that's the way to listen to that. You get some bonus content. Um, we're going to be recording some Patreon extras while we're out at Disneyland next week as well. So some fun little videos and things that will be exclusively for our Patreon people. And I know last week I want to add my congratulations to the winner of the Disneyland book. I heard you guys do the drawing. We were very excited that it's a longtime listener that won. So yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. So yes. and your book should be arriving soon. Oh, good. Okay. I hope you get it soon. Yeah. Yay. And please let us know when you get it, you know, post a photo on Instagram or something and tag us, you know, let us know. Um, We like to see you guys with our prizes. Uh, I have an idea for another giveaway, maybe in another month or so of an item that I stumbled across uh, that I think is going to be a popular giveaway. So, um, you know, stay tuned. This one was just for our Patreon listeners. This next one will probably be for newsletter subscribers. Um, I think that's going to be our next goal is to get more people subscribed to our newsletter, which you can do on our website at DisneyParkPrincess.com. So please be sure to check us out there as well. And that's it. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye.